welcome to the Happy in Medicine podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christina Arnold. I'm an expert certified coach and a physician mom. I help women physicians go from burnout to happy in medicine. Let's get started. Recently had a thought surprise attack me. I'm serious. It's been a while. It's been about a year since this happened. Finally getting on the podcast because I had to work through it. About a year ago, a former colleague invited me to be on his podcast. He wanted to understand how I could possibly leave academic medicine. It came to as a huge surprise to him and he wanted to explore it. And I put the interview off for some time. I really don't like doing interviews about myself. It just I don't love talking about myself. I know that might come as a surprise as you're listening to the podcast. I don't love it. I don't like really revealing a lot of my personal details, going on other people's platform. It's just not my favorite thing to do in the world. So I didn't for a long time. And I eventually agreed. And something that was kind of in the way is this is someone I've known from a different organization. We shared a lot of academic counterparts ideals, values. We had a lot in common from the past. And my brain, I thought, had neatly compartmentalized everything. From here's everyone's from the first job. We put them all in a box in the attic (laughs) or gave gave them away to Goodwill, put all those memories away. And so when he reached out, it kind of brought back all of these ideas and thoughts and feelings and unfinished business that I thought I was finished with, but I wasn't. I was still processing through it. And so that was kind of an interesting red flag for me. I guess I wasn't quite over it as I thought I was. And by the way, if you're dying to hear the podcast, I will be playing with it. I had a lot to work through. So it's it's coming up in a couple of podcasts. The about, I'm not really not over it yet. What is it? It is my identity shift that came from leaving academic medicine. Now, granted, the podcast interview came around, like, I think it was the exact month I left medicine. So it's interesting. My brain's like, we should be over it already, even though it happened like a week before the interview came in. And of course I wasn't. I had been in academic medicine for 23 years. It was a big part of my identity. Of course, it would take more than a couple of weeks to sort out, of course. And when you find yourself realizing that someone's judging you, which by the way, they may or may not be judging you. But when you find yourself there, starting with, of course, I'm here. Of course, I'm worried. Of course, it doesn't feel good. It creates so much spaciousness, understanding, compassion, empathy, and groundedness for you. It will feel amazing. Of course, I care. Of course, I'm here. So to get back to the story, the colleague of mine was really the ultimate in professional thoughtfulness and sensitivity about this podcast. I was so impressed. I was like, oh yeah, I never get someone to sign a release when I have when they come on my podcast. Actually, I don't think I really have anyone on my podcast. We've just done it a couple of times, but we had probably a, 10 different discussions. We met beforehand. He really just went above and beyond to make sure I was comfortable and I wasn't surprised and that everything felt very thoughtful and intentional. It was a lovely prep experience. Now, one of the 10 emails he sent, there was one line. So like of a hundred thousand sentences, one sentence said this, I am going to be asking you about your journey and how you retired from medicine and entering life coaching. And of course, some people might not understand that. It was something to the effect. I didn't even let myself go read the words. I'm sure I made a lot of story up. But as soon as I read that sentence, my brain lit up because it made it mean, oh my gosh, he's reminding me that people are judging me. Maybe he's even judging me. Maybe he doesn't agree with what I'm doing. Other people don't agree with what I'm doing. 
brought up all these thoughts and feelings that I hadn't quite worked through yet. So my brain was lit up on that sentence. How dare people judge me? I shouldn't have to defend myself. What the heck is going on here? Those are the tenor, the temperature of my thoughts. And so, of course, I think I even lost a little sleep over this, which is so interesting to know that I thought I had gotten over all of it within a couple of weeks of leaving medicine. And let me just spoiler alert, it did not take a couple of weeks. <laughs> it took a lot of coaching. And this really just brings up the larger issue of when you feel yourself judged, how can you work through it? How can you support yourself? How can you take care of yourself? I'm going to share what I found super useful and then I'll summarize. So step one is let yourself be offended as long as you are. I think where we get trapped as humans is that we uh, tell ourselves we shouldn't be offended. We should be over this already. Oh my gosh, I've been retired for two weeks. I cannot believe I'm still thinking about it, right? Those were all the thoughts that had me resist where I actually was. And when I just paused to be like, oh my gosh, it makes so much sense. I'm offended. I haven't gotten over this. There's some healing for me to do here. I have an unmet need. An unmet need here. There's some threat to something I value. Of course I'm offended. Let me just sit with this feeling without trying to change it. How does that feel? It feels really spacious. It feels like understanding. It feels like you can take a breath. It's like you can curl up on the couch. Right? It's a beautiful feeling that you get with, that you can create with coaching. Second is to ask when you're ready, you don't have to do this right away. And when your emotion is high, I would encourage you not to do it at all. But when you feel your emotion is a little less activating, ask yourself, what's here for me? Where is my growth here? Be so curious, right? Like I thought I was over this. Clearly I wasn't. There's a little growth here for me. And when I'm over the emotion or, or I'm working through the emotion, I'm much more able to access this part of my brain. And my brain loves to learn and loves to do. So it loves this question. What's here for me? What's here for me, love? What do I need? Like, that's such a beautiful question. If you're asking it with that temperature, assuming you did no wrong, assuming you just want to take care of yourself. So when we are uncomfortable with other people are judging us, there's generally a little bit of, we are still judging ourselves. And that's for sure. I'm sure what was going on. I was not comfortable with people judging my decision because I was still judging it myself. I wasn't fully at peace with it. So of course I was bothered whenever I thought someone was judging my decision. Good to know, right? And so then my work was to spend some time reminding myself of my decision. I had come to this decision of thinking it very thoughtfully and deliberately for months, maybe years. This didn't happen overnight. I love my job as a physician. I could have done it forever and been happy for sure. And it also wasn't my calling. And I wanted more than a J-O-B. I wanted more than a paycheck. I wanted to feel like I was living my purpose, my meaning, that this one precious life I have, that I was using it all up with my heart, my soul, my head. That's why I love medicine. And that felt great. That helped me resolve my own judgment against my decision. And so this is how in coaching, we use our doubt, our fear of judgment to create certainty, confidence, groundedness, safety. And every time I feel judged and persecuted and ashamed, like all that's coming up when I think about other people not agreeing with my decision and I walk myself through my decision, why I chose it, why I love my reasons, it just makes me so much more grounded in my decision. That's how fear of judgment 
creates this confidence, safety, and certainty that we're looking for. And that's what we do in coaching every day. Having said that, point three is, of course, there are some people who will never, ever approve or understand who will condemn, criticize, be confused by my decision. Of course, not everyone can understand. And really, that makes sense too. I I really do think the only person who understands how powerful being a coach is, is another coach. And so it makes sense. Of course, they can't understand the people who are, I'm afraid of judging me. Of course, they can't possibly understand. They've never been in this role. Of course, that feels so good. That feels like understanding and empathy for them. That feels so good in my body. I am a little sad. I was like, oh my gosh, I might never experience what a coach is like. And I would be sad for them because it really changed my life. And the part of my brain that's judging them is like, and they would really benefit from a coach. <laughs> But maybe they have one, or maybe it's not time, or maybe now that they know I have become a coach, it'll register in their mind. It's an option for them to hire their own coach. Maybe, unlikely, but all those thoughts feel curious and lighthearted and giggly and fun. And I also say that when I was in academic medicine, I judged others too about leaving academic medicine. For sure, it was like the mafia. Like when someone leaves, like I remember we'd have conversations, you never come back when you leave academics. Of course, I know that's not true anymore. And it's something like when an organization threatens like that, it's because the the it's so hard to get people in that job that you threaten them as soon as they get there. So they never leave it. It's not coming. If you are running a job where everyone loves being there, you don't have to threaten them. So it is a sign of a flawed, threatened, frail, broken system. that You have to threaten people to keep them there. I see that now, but I didn't see that then. And I remember, I remember seeing a colleague of mine who I don't even know his name. Of course, I wouldn't say it here. Who left academic medicine, who also did training at Johns Hopkins. We had shared a lot of training, a lot of uh, beautiful training programs together and had left to do, I think, like cosmetic surgery, something like that. And I remember thinking, how dare he? What a waste. I remember having all those judgments. And now I look back and I see pictures of him and his family and he's happy. He's vacationing. And I'm like, good for him. He created, he took his academic career. Maybe he didn't, it wasn't that it didn't work out. It was that he didn't love it. He found something he loved better that allowed him to, I mean, I could see giving someone a cosmetic enhancement where they leave feeling like more beautiful, more connected to themselves, that their outward uh, expression of themselves matches their inward expression. Like I could see how that could be, that's actually what coaching is, what we're doing totally see that. And that they get paid at a level that allows them pay back their debt and take beautiful vacations and to send their kids to college. Like all of that makes so much sense to me now. All of this to say, when I drop into understanding the people who are judging because I used to be them too, it fills me up with so much understanding. I'm like, ah, oh, that makes sense. I could see why some people in academics would have a hard time here. Of course they would. Point four is very similar to the point we just went over is to find the truth in it. I think it's very powerful when we find the truth in it. It neutralizes a lot of the activation. As long as we are arguing with someone, we are our, our brain is going to be very lit up. So I wasn't sleeping because I was like, oh my gosh, how dare they judge me? My decision was just perfect. Like I'm fighting all of it versus just finding the truth in it. 
Of course, it's it's difficult for established physicians. Of course it is. When I was in the field, I thought the same way too. As we find the truth in it, it just starts neutralizing all of it. Of course, it's okay that I judged them. Of course, it's okay that they're judging me. And we can both live our lives, go on and have a beautiful life. Point five is figure out who the they is. When I was like, oh my gosh, they are judging me. This is what the normal brain does is it makes they mean everybody in the world who's important. It means everybody. It means there'll be mobs of people rejecting, ridiculing us, being unemployed, being homeless. This is how the normal primitive brain thinks that they is everyone. But you really want to challenge that for a moment and think who is actually they here. In this scenario, in my mind, if I challenge it, who am I worried of judging me? I mean, it's three people who, by the way, P.S., good to know, they judged me before I left academics. I remember one of them saying, I'm going to destroy your career. You don't deserve this. On and on and on. I mean, academics is ridiculous a little bit, right? Can say we say some circle is a little bit ridiculous. People are taking themselves way too seriously. And yeah, and so there were three people who really didn't like me before I left. And so, of course, they might not like me after. Nothing has changed here. It's so good to know. Those three people, I mean, I didn't get a sense that they liked people in general, like the, how they talked about pe- their, even their friends seemed really harsh. So it's also possible like this is how they communicate with the world. It's not about me personally, as well as this is the person's perspective in the whole entire world. They treat their family, their spouse, their girlfriends like this. Of course, they would treat someone that they are even very peripherally related or in the same circles, like very peripherally. Yeah. Judgment is normal. Their behavior is normal. I mean, it's not my favorite behavior, but for them, this is their baseline behavior. And none of that is my business. Hear me on that one. That is like freedom to me. And none of that is my business. I can make it my business, but that's a losing battle. That's what has me waking up at 3 a.m. because I can't control any of that. But if I let it all go, like that's a bummer. This person wants to spend a lot of time hating on me when they don't even really know me. That's a bummer for them that they filled themselves up with hate or judgment or whatever, but it's not really my business. Next point is, by the way, I want, I said this at the beginning, but I really want to make this its own point is that we want to make space that they may not be judging us at all. We may not even be on their radar. Like they may not, ju- they might be thinking about what to have for lunch. Like right now I'm starving, right? <laughs> and so I can force myself to judge someone, but really what I'm doing is I'm like, I am dying to have lunch. And it's possible even if someone thinks about us for 15 seconds, we're probably going to be a blip on their radar. There are more humans. It's just the normal thing for us to be more concerned about us. So they might think about us and be like, oh my gosh, that's weird. And then they're going to be like, oh my gosh, and did you see what else this other person did? And did you read in page six? And did you see what she wore to the meeting? And did you see that she didn't even make it to the meeting, right? They're going to go on with their own day and do what their own normal brain will do with them, like it will do with us, which is just to think and observe, consider. Our job is to hold ourselves through that. Remind ourselves it's temporary. It's just not our business. Point seven, make room for some people to love your decision. My brain will not remember this unless I make it, but there were a lot of people who wrote me, were like, Christine, I heard you love medicine. I went in my room with my girlfriend. We closed the door and we screamed. We're like, thank God someone got out of here. (laughs) 
they got someone to say no to all these organizations. She's withdrawing her position. She's resigning this and resigning that because everything I resigned that I didn't want made room for everything I actually really wanted. Make room. Some people are going to love your decisions. And my last point is make room for you to love your decisions. It doesn't mean the decision will always be easy. It won't. Make space for that too. Sometimes your decision will feel easy and aligned and purposeful. Sometimes it'll feel hard and scary and judgmental. Make space for both. Love your reasons for your decision. Remind yourself of the decision all the time. Give yourself the choice to make a different decision if you want to. Having that choice feels amazing. Sink into your why, your purpose, your meaning. I know in the beginning when I was transitioning from medicine, I would say, okay, if you're so scared, why don't you go back? And my answer was a full body. We're never going back. We are never, ever, ever, ever going back. I'd rather deal with the fear of, of doing something new and the suffocation of doing something I know. I'd rather be building this life that feels like I am more alive than I've ever been, that this is my whole reason on the purpose than be in a room by myself all day feeling like I'm dying every day. I choose life. I choose me. In summary, here's how you deal with other people's judgments. First and all, first of all, remember, they might not be judging you. They might just be hungry. <laughs> right? Number two, love yourself. Be offended as long as you are. Number three, what is here for me? Where is my growth? Number four, of course, people will judge you and misunderstand you. Of course, they will. It's normal. Number five, find the truth in it all. It helps neutralize it. Number six, who is the they you're worried about, girl? And really figure out who, who are you worried about? What exactly? Make a plan for that. Number next, even if people have thoughts about us, it's going to be very temporary. Number next, make room for others to love your decision. Number always, make room for you to love your decision too, even when your decision is makes you scared or has you worried or doubting yourself. If you can make room for your decisions, make room for all of it without making yourself wrong. Remind yourself your reasons, love your reasons. That is how your doubt and fear will create confidence, groundedness, security. This is the work we do every day in my coaching program, and I would love for you to join us. You can join right now by going to yourpathandfocus.com to make sure you never miss out on a podcast, a freebie, a training, a workshop. Make sure you've entered your email at yourpathandfocus.com slash email. See you next time, everyone. Have a beautiful week. I also wanted to thank those of you who listened all the way to the end. Thank you so much. And may I ask you for a little favor? Since you listened all the way to the end, do you mind subscribing and leaving a five-star review with a comment on iTunes? The comment can be super brief. It can just be, I love this episode, or I can't wait for more, or whatever's on your mind. Why that's so meaningful is it helps the algorithm send this podcast to more people like you. We can help more people feel better right now. And this is how we can partner together to make the world a better, safer place for everyone. I'd appreciate that so much. See you next time. Bye.